Welcome to the Healing Hour. I am your host, Athena Rodriguez, and we'll be having some healing conversations. Welcome to another episode of the Healing Hour. Today we have our very, very special, divine, beautiful guest, Miss Faith. And Miss Faith is definitely the embodiment of the divine feminine. So she's definitely one of the most spiritually intuned people that I have met on this journey so far. So she's going to speak to us today about some of the things that she's learned during her journey. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Um, it means a lot to hear that and like that reflection because I see you and I see that energy as well for you. Like I see that you, you're very bossy and still spiritually and grounded. So I'm grateful to see Thank that you. Um, I guess like I'll start like my journey. I guess my journey starts when I was little, right? Right. You know, or even prior before when you really kind of like tap into that um, and you realize that like, who we are isn't really dictated by our construct that's been constructed by the male patriarchy. So, in my journey, um, I guess it started really. Yeah, I don't know. You know, kind of like when I really started tapping is when I switched to being vegan more, and I kind of started microdosing mushrooms, and I was able to really tap back in to who I am and my connection to the earth. And so I know when I tapped right within my connection to the earth that really helped me heal myself yeah okay well that's awesome so give us a little bit more information about like tapping into be to veganism because that started that was one of the things that kicked off my spiritual journeys as well was the energies that I was taking in mm-hmm. and all the hormones and all the you know, emotions of the meat that I was eating. So whenever I did turn vegan, which like disclaimer, now I'm a pescatarian. Like now I'm just like a, I'm gonna eat what I want which I'm, I'm gonna fix again. <laughs> I'm going back vegan again. But whenever I was vegan, I found I was the most spiritually in tuned. So um, I, I understand that completely though, because as I've gone more on my vegan journey, I actually allow myself more freedom. But like if sometimes I'm somewhere and like that dessert hits bomb, I'm like, you know what? I'm just not going to ask questions because I already know. Right. So, you know, sometimes I, I do allow that freedom because even being, like, deemed vegan um, can still kind of bring that box. And, like, even, like, a, like I was saying, like, our world, like, that patriarchal block, box is, like, the opposite of what the feminine is, the flow. So, yeah, like, I kind of transferred into veganism. I had a friend, and all three of us during COVID, we had kind of, like, we're like, okay, we're going to just tap in and lean into this. And through leaning in. Um, we, we're, <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> um, we, we stayed vegan, um, still to this day. And then when I got pregnant with my daughter too, um, her father was vegan. And so 
I really wanted to give my daughter that basis of being vegan because that's something I almost wish I had to like start off because how good I felt when I went vegan too. Um, I really think that's why I was even able to get pregnant. It was because I was able to cleanse my body, cleanse everything out. Like you said, hormones um, and tapping into spirit and tapping into self. When I realized, like you're saying, the energy that we consume, we're consuming animals that necessarily aren't treated correctly. So we get all that energy into us. And then even thinking about like how they're processed and the energy. And that's why prayer over our food, you know, that's where that comes from is like blessing the food and setting the intention. And so when I really was just more mindful of what I consume, I even kind of went to more of a raw diet when I was like at my like not peak, but like real beginning of mine. And I fasted a lot too. So through fasting, I was able to get so much clarity because, you know, like on like a 10 day fast, like your third day into the fast, you're like, you're like, you you feel everything you feel and um, you can't hide behind food where like, I feel like a lot of times in society, we're so conditioned just to eat all the time that we don't even understand the emotional connection we have to food. Right. And so, yeah. So that's kind of how I started my vegan journey. And then even my baby, she's kept me on it because she's vegan. Aww. So I, I breastfeed her still. So I like to make sure her milk is vegan. So yeah. That is so awesome. So do you feel like, um, like, because personally, when I started to like dribble, dribble and dabble back into me, like every time that like I do consume like a piece of like animal, I instantly start feeling depressed. Like I start feeling like sugar honey iced tea. <laughs> like I start feeling terrible. And whenever I go back to, you know, consuming like like a like I I was like I wouldn't consider myself completely raw back then, but it was definitely like I was consuming a lot more things that I didn't have to cook. Mm. So it was like it was all fresh. Like you felt you felt a difference in like my energy. Like, everything was so, it just felt so pure because it didn't have all the corruptions of, like, <laughs> like <laughs> supply chain food. Yes. Also, too, um, I had, like, I read, like, so each type of food, like, everything has a frequency, right? And right. it says, like, fruits and vegetables have, like, I forget the name of what it's called, but it's, like, it's, like, instead of calories, it's, it's, it's like, an actual way to count, like, the energy is something and fresh fruits and veg fruits have the highest. So like when you eat that, you're literally raising your vibration. Whereas like food that's dead, it's has no vibration. It's literally dead in there. Like just that. And so that's probably where that kind of comes from. When I was pregnant though, I definitely um, felt the time when I wanted more like meat and all of that. Um, but I just realized it was because I wasn't eating enough of, like the supplement, like like protein or aminos and things like that, that I needed. Mm-hmm. And even now, um, when I like sometimes might want to eat fish, um, I kind of let myself have the freedom. Like if I go to a restaurant and I think I might, and I kind of energetically when I sometimes see it, I change my mind. So mm-hmm. I've gotten to that point now where it's like, okay, yeah, maybe. And then I see it and I'm like, okay, yeah. But I feel like the journey is definitely a journey because I didn't turn vegan like overnight. Yeah. Um, I had gone back and forth over the course of years and like I said my daughter was the one who really pushed me to stay on the vegan path so tell me a little bit more about crab well I'm I haven't had the pleasure of being a mother yet so <laughs> my day has not come but 
Um, I always, as a as a spiritual energetic person, I've always wondered what does that process energetically feel like to bring life into the world? Because um, didn't you have a very like unique like birth birth right? You at her at home. Yes, <laughs> I, I was gonna say like I think you did have it at home. So how did you, as a woman, feel? energetically bringing a life like what was that experience like well actually i'm about to cry um <laughs> it was that's, strong that, that's how it like, feels long story um, short it was strong <laughs> really um i feel like i was really inducted into like my divine that's when you say just stepping into my divine femininity like that moment right there like i brought life like i'm like i'm a divine goddess i just brought forth a life to this world right um and even that whole process it's such a spiritual journey from like when your contractions are there. And I actually had the opportunity. I was, I only had, um, I had one friend there, two of the midwives and my mom. And so really it was me. And at the point, like I wasn't in contact with the baby's dad. And so I was really able to be present in the situation. Like I'm super grateful for that opportunity because I was able to be so present with myself. And even for my labor to progress, I had to release certain things that I was holding on to. There was a point when I had to release a feeling that I felt. I was like, oh, I, I feel this way. And when I said it, I threw up. And then within the next hour, the baby came. So it's interesting how much um, our emotional state is in, in control of like birthing. And it really helped me realize too that like fear is what would slow birthing down. And even how beautiful our bodies are and how strong our bodies are. So like I was in labor for like probably over 48 hours. And there was a point when my contractions slowed down to the point where it let me rest. And if I was in like a hospital, they would have definitely been like cut her open. But because I was at home, I was able to sit in the water and I was able to just rest and be and get that energy to bring her forth. And having that faith, uh, no pun intended, right? that, that, like, she, that, she's like, <laughs> that she's okay and knowing that I can do this because like it was interesting. A lot of people were like, oh, well, that's so dangerous. And I, I never, ever once thought that, like, and just knowing that I could do it really was what I, what brought me there. And so I suggest whenever that time comes for you, um, a home birth, definitely, um, because when you're able to be in your energy and in your space and tapping in, I even at one point, actually, um, my, I called my godmother who, and she's a doula, I called her and she was like, play some like African drum, tr like tribal music, like to pump you up like a warrior almost. Because mm. like there's a point when I was getting tired and I'm telling you that helped me like get back in my circuit, keep me going. <laughs> and so just tapping into all parts of being the feminine, right? Because being the feminine isn't just, oh, we're so flowy and that. It's our strength. It's our power right. too. And definitely like birthing, it shows all sides. It shows that you have to flow, but you also have to push. So... Yeah, so that's that. That was that experience for me. Um, I'm super grateful for it. I'd love to have another experience of it again, just because I understand now where I could have released more and where I was holding myself back um, energetically. And so, yeah, I, I even will like reference my birth now to this day because it's almost like a, I, I like it's it's like a like a lesson of your life, like it's almost like a story. So yeah. So I feel like I feel like women have so much to tap into, and 
the and, and whenever we speak about femininity, we always speak about the softness that comes with femininity. We always speak about the gentleness, but in reality, I feel like femininity is everything but. <laughs> it's chaos. It's chaos. <laughs> like it's it's beauty. It's literally beauty personified. But femininity is literally being able to harness, like, harness you, a whole life. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, man, but y'all can't do that. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like, y'all, y'all are able to literally manifest and see this manifestation come to life. So it's like there's so much manifestation power that comes with us. So it's like we have all the tools that we need to bring our ideas forth we're the literal portal we're literally a portal <laughs> like, right like we're literally we're, we the, are portal. In the portal <laughs> <laughs> um yeah like like i think that's under the huge part of femininity is understanding like we are the portal and even like in a relationship even with a man right they lead but we're the portal so when they're going to manifest that's why partnership that's what divine partnership is right the man leading but you're that divine feminine energy because they literally channel through us um I was kind of leading into this a little bit earlier. I had gotten a download the other day and it was really me tapping into like who I am as a goddess, as a woman uh, in this incarnation and like who I am. I was like, wow, like we're nurturers because everything comes through us. So even the downloads and even sexually, when you think about it, a man doesn't experience an orgasm directly. We do. They experience it secondhand from us. Mm. So because they're inside of us, we're the vessel. So this right. is like an all thing. So even a manifestation, right? Like, and that that's a whole other topic, like using feminine energy for sex magic. But that is like its own manifestation process too, because it's, we're tapping in when you think of like the divine masculine and feminine coming together, like what is God? God is all. So when two are coming together, when two come together in one in my name, like you think like you're in a, a godly space, you're in a sacred space. And so what is the sacred space though? Our womb space, because our womb space is what brings life. Our womb space brings someone from the ether to this realm. Right. We don't even know what our child's going to look like, but we love them. When you talk about faith, I know my baby's going to come out and I know I'm going to love my baby. You know, I don't, I don't know what my baby's going to look like. I don't know what they're going to sound like, you know, but you know that like that, that, that's what's about to happen. And even the faith that your body can create and just produce a child and then afterwards having faith that like you can snap back like look now that's a whole nother like a whole nother like a whole nother concept too so I I think like when we really look at ourselves as like the portal and the vessel and honor ourselves in that way that helps us also tap back into the divine feminine because it's like wow this is literally a portal between heaven and this and earth and it also sometimes when I reflect to myself, I'm almost like, okay, it's almost unfair that y'all get to ex- like not not, not all of y'all, not all of y'all. Like, don't get don't get any ideas. Like, not all of y'all get to experience all this oh my god in my pants. But but the, but the few lucky ones, I'm like yo, like you really get to feel my womb, like my place of my my source of power. Like, and I think that's something that as I started doing more energy work with myself, I started being way more stingier with my sex partners, right? Because I'm like, what makes you think (laughs) you deserve all this 
you know, this energy and just like, <laughs> I hate to say it like this, but just how y'all act after y'all get it is <laughs> just proof enough. <laughs> it's proof enough that it, 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 it has impacted you in a major way. So it's almost like, how do you, how do you create like, and then also like, I guess this is a loaded question. One, like how do you create a sacred womb space to where it's, you know what I'm saying? Like you're, you're a healed divine feminine. And then two, how do you rebuild a healthy womb space after giving birth? Because mm. I know that has to be a lot energetically taken out of a woman. Mm. Well, I like that. That's a really good question. Make me think here. Um, well, with the womb space, I feel like we're always healing. And I think that's something. In all healing, we're always healing. And we're right. always going to be using that. Um, honoring where you're at, being it goes like with accountability and honesty and acceptance. Accepting that this is where I'm at. I'm accountable for where I'm at. So I can take the initiative to be where I want to be. And knowing that, like, in my womb space, I actually had the opportunity, like, I had a really cool opportunity after I had my baby. Like I said, I'm very glad that it's me and her because I had a whole different experience. Like, I was able to really focus on myself and on my healing. And so I didn't have, I wasn't, like, having sex with nobody until, like, over, like, my baby was a year. And so I hadn't had sex in over a year and a half. And by taking that time and really just sitting with my womb, I had to, like, yoni steams. I talked to her mentally, like I talked to like my womb space, like I talked to him when my baby was there and knowing and like just even when I do like my like like um meditation, when you you use that energy, like you tap in with that sacral, like and you 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 visualize the energy within there and you use that energy and raise it up. And I think that for me has helped me like really understand like the energy that's coming through there. And um, even to do that, right, you have to go through the root to get to your sacral chakra. Right. And then even our womb, it isn't just, um, it's not just the sacral chakra. It's the root. It's the um, solar plexus and the sacral. Like it's those right here, that whole area. Mm -hmm. And so knowing who we are helps us tap into our womb space. And so for me, like like I said, I do yoni scenes. I go to the spa. Um, being vegan, juicing. Juicing's huge. Yes. Like juicing, keep keep it fresh. I mean, eating a mango every day too. Let me put y'all on. Let me let you know. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying, a mango a day. They they talk about the apple, but a mango a day is the way to go. Let me just say that. Um, and even with myself exploring my body again and giving myself permission, um, to be like, okay, well, I can explore my body. What do I like with me? And um, so I can communicate that to someone else because right. how can someone else know what I would like if I don't know what I like within my body and so and even like with my womb space giving it time to recover because I I'm still breastfeeding so I didn't have a cycle for a long time and so when my cycle came back I was so excited I was actually really excited because I was like oh now I can track it and even just understanding our cycles how we release toxins and our cycle tells us a lot about the health of our body and where we're at so, like, honoring my cycle when she came back, you know, that was huge, too. So, I feel like that helped me um, after I had my baby. I also, like, I do, like, mini Kegels. I have, um, what are those eggs? Those yoni eggs. Prior to the baby, I use it. I haven't since I've had the baby. 
just because I haven't really, um, I just haven't felt called to use it quite yet. Um, but that's also another thing you could do to like use and retain. And again, like just showering myself with love and loving my body and knowing that like I created life, released life, and now I'm, I'm back and I'm here. And I honestly, I still feel like even within my, um, like, so our core, like my midsection, I'm still working on making sure that I'm in tune and is feeling everything. So. I definitely, it's crazy because I did this, like very similar things. Um, I had some womb trauma. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of womb trauma. Like, I, this is dark to laugh at that. But now, now we get to laugh. But I had a lot of womb trauma um, just from things that women are subjected to, not just, you know, um, invade the invading of our womb space without permission, you know, like, you know, you know, pregnancy and things. And so I had to heal. I had to I had to just buckle down and heal from that. Um, And when I set my intentions, as I was literally like had my hands like on my womb, I literally started giving myself permission and validating myself as I was speaking to the womb, as you said. And the flow of emotions, like I just literally started bawling, crying, like bawling, crying for all of the years that like all the guilt, shame just literally started pouring out of my body as well as like, I think that for me was like my biggest breakthrough with the with the yoni steam and then the yoni steams definitely help like the herbs um that I steamed with and then just like the meditations that I would do while steaming and then the yoni eggs um man I did the yoni egg with the obsidian and I thought it was gonna be all cute and stuff like I thought it was gonna be like okay I'm about to put this thing in there and then do, you know, do my little, little squeezy, squeegee. <laughs> you want to squeeze, squeegee? And I'm going to come out healed on the other side. That was one of the worst emotional releases. You know, I was thinking like, oh, it's going to be like, it's going to attract something like healing to me when really it just made me release. And I think having that specific stone in that space, literally just bawling, crying, like broke down in front of people I should not have broke down. <laughs> like, I mean, you release like no shame in releasing, but wow, you know. And then now, like when I want to channel my womb space, like I wear like a lot of yellows, oranges, mm-hmm. um, eat things that are yellow and orange, mm-hmm. and like trying to bring out my feminine colors more. And I feel like. Even that heals me. It gets so healing. So it's like, we just, I don't know. I just, I just love women. I mean, like, <laughs> like look at what we can do. I, I'm like, really? I'm like, <laughs> so magical. Like, when you think about, like, magic, I'm like, that's why they're like, that's why I feel like, but uh, <laughs> that's why being a woman is so important and having a womb space, you can't deny that. Like, when you have right. a womb space, you have a womb space. That's given from the divine so and like that power i feel like that's why like we're kind of in the 
world where we are and there's the attack on the womb space as much as there is and controlling it and, controlling and it. defining uh, and defining what it is even right you know like to be a woman you have a womb right so you know like even in that sense so i think it's it's beautiful to be and i'm, I'm so glad to be in on here and be able to talk about our our womb spaces and hearing how you use the obsidian because i use jade and Jade was a little bit different of an energy, but I did feel like a like a necess, necess, definitely had release, um, and like I did feel like I wanted to cry. Um, and then when you were saying about the colors, like orange and yellow, so in like um, like the Orisha goddess Oshun, those are her colors, right? Yeah, and she's known for being like the goddess of sweetness, of all things honey, sticky, sweet, mm-hmm. wet the waters. And when you think about it, that sensuality, and she's actually really known for that. She was known to have, like, the waters of the earth. And, like, when she had the waters and the men weren't appreciating it, she took them back. And the men were like, hold up, wait, everything's going to die without you here, without your water. And then she came back when they understood it. And I feel like we're still in that constant state within humanity, too, right? And I think it starts with us honoring our femininity for men to even then step forward because – the way we honor our womb space and like you said releasing guilt when we release that guilt no one else can put that there right no one else like even in sisterhood i feel like that's something too where we don't shame each other for how we move and just loving each other be like yo sis like you 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 feminine flow woman like do you and i feel like that's really important too because there is a lot of like guilt from a young age that women are put on about how we use or what we do and really it's it's our portal and this is our life to learn how to use it and be here with it. Yes, and I think that's that's like so essential is learning how to use. And so I feel like like you said, like there is attack on the womb. And I also feel like there is an attack on feminine energy where we've been having to switch 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 back and forth between our masculine and feminine energies and it's so and it just feels so unnatural. When I have to do that, it just feels so unnatural. I mean, we both have both energies living within us. But when I feel my masculine energy taking over, it's like, okay, this doesn't feel nice. <laughs> like, right. like, I want, I, I, I don't feel well in a, in a masculine space. And I feel like with our society, they're pushing that upon women. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and like, what do you think about that? Uh, I think they're doing it because they know the power of the woman. Because if you get us out of our feminine, out of our magic, now we're so focused on hustling and bustling and just not being there that we almost aren't able to tap into it the same way. We don't take that time. You know, even, I'll be real, even with the whole like, F F ninjas, get money. Like, that's even a very masculine kind of space. Like, I get it because I've look, yes. look, I've said it before. So hold on. Like, don't don't think I've never said this. Girl. Like, I've been there. And even I'll be real. When I go through heartbreak, I get in that space. I'm like, yes. oh, when I go through heartbreak, that's the first place I go. I said, oh, I'm Mr. Faith. <laughs> Mr. Faith's back. Because you know what? Because we're Sagittarius. You, can mess with <laughs> you know, like, like when I go through that, no matter what it is, like, you know, like when I feel... Because it's a lack of safety, right? Yeah. That, that's that's what... A lack of safety. That's so, where that comes from. And a security and stability. And I think, you know, like, it is important for us to create that within ourselves, but also creating a community where that's safe. And, you know, I feel a lot of times with men, even with men in, like, a conscious community, 
Um, we're all learning how to be within one another, but honoring the woman and not necessarily having to like be sexual with a woman is very important yeah. because that's safe. Like a lot of women who have like daddy wounds need a father, not you. You feel me? 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 Like, and that's some, that's a real thing. And, um, you know, I'm grateful that I have like God, like, like God fathers or like father figures who give me that space and give me that energy. And I don't feel like I have, like, I, I can't be me around them. And, but I think that's really important for even like with us for like one another, like creating that safety for a woman that she doesn't have to have sex with you for you to honor and respect her. Because nowadays, a lot of guys, like the minute you turn them down, they're like, oh, oh she rude. Oh, she, you know what I mean? Like honoring a woman, like if she doesn't want to sleep with you, she is in tune. There's something she knows that you don't know. Like maybe it's because she knows you weren't going to be able to meet certain standards that she has. And that's why it's nothing against you. Y'all just aren't in alignment. You don't fit like you're here and she's not I shouldn't say like like you're here and she's here are y'all close no you're not you know and it's nothing against you your journey like everyone's on different journeys and you know like it's, even I think about this all the time when I was younger and I'm grateful to be in this era now where I'm like oh no I love turning people down and I love saying no because I know what I want and being so picky now because like I feel right. like a lot of times when we're younger we feel like oh well I feel like I owe this guy that because he. I feel knows. like I owe it. I feel like I owe it to him. Like to break out of, like, like release that. That is you, you, you ain't that. owe nobody. I don't care. You ain't owe nobody none unless yeah. you want to do it. Unless that's exactly. You want to do it. You don't owe no one nothing. And I think that's even something we have to release. And that's something I had to really release because, especially because of like you know like the industry, like being in the industry, even like you know that that energy is a lot. Like you know you feel that and. One of like, there's been moments when I've been around certain people and I've really been able to just walk away because I know who I am, what I want and what this is it for me. And I think like standing in that power is standing in the feminine power. And, right. you know, like having men honoring and respecting that is huge. You know, like if a woman doesn't want to be with you, don't take it personally. Like maybe there's something she knows emotionally that you don't know. Maybe it's a protection for you too, even because look, what if. She wants something that you don't, and but you still go for it, you know. So I think that's. And I definitely feel like in the industry as well, women are not honored. Oh no, <laughs> women are not honored. No, and it's like as a woman, you're not, you're not invited. You're not, um, you're not well taken care of until, you know what I'm saying? A guy feels like, oh, you're gonna put out whatever, and then so that's where that guilt comes in, right? And you know, it's like okay well now I gotta give in and then and then you have these unwanted you know mm -hmm. sex partners right and it's just like I've I'll had to just yeah like <laughs> I've had to literally like jump off the grid like this last year like I've had to jump off the grid because it's like okay I'm not in a community like doing you know what I'm saying like being around like industry whatever like I'm not in a community where I feel safe enough to say no mm. wow that's huge though so it's like, it's just like, you know, like I'm just not in a safe enough space to just, you know. So it's definitely been, um, oh, okay. So if I don't feel safe here to not have to share my womb space with, you know, then I'm just going to opt out. <laughs> like y'all won't see me out because I know that like if you're approaching me, it's in an energy of nah, I'm trying to get what you want to get, right. you know. Trying to be one of one of many of your women and things like that. So, the industry, I'm good. I'm good on it. <laughs> I'm good on it. Like 
as a woman, it's too tasking. Like it's, there's no respect. And I think that's where it kind of breeds the, even for other women to have that energy towards each other because when we're in that space and we don't feel safe, we're going to act out of lower vibrational emotions. And so even for me having my baby and stepping back and going on my journey, I'm so grateful to step back because even when I go in, I'm like, oh, I, like learning how to like carry myself in there. But also I wouldn't want to be in that space anymore because I'm like, none of these men are going to be something I would really want to be around, right? Because right. like if they can't honor me in this space, like, how would they honor me somewhere else or like how are they going to protect me when it really comes to protecting me because if they can't emotionally and mentally protect me like without having sex I don't want that you know and I, and I think that's super huge and um you know like across the board and I think that's why like in communities we need to have these type of conversations but it, and the thing is the women have to have the conversation because Men are men. They're going to, if we aren't going to say it, they're going to be like, oh, hell yeah, give me that. You know, so like exactly. we have to be the ones to say, no, like this is what we want. This is where we feel safe. And I'm not coming around if not. And no, like I'm a goddess. So you got to come with an offering like the What you mean? What you mean? Oh, you come, you got to give me some. Wait, 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 hold up. Right. What? Like, what do you mean? You want me? And, and so because I'm here, look, when women come to a party, you get elegance, you get grace. Think about it. Everyone in promoters want women there because of the energy they bring. Our portals are for manifesting. Right. We bring abundance. We bring all of that. Like literally that is what a woman is. That's why men need women. That's why back in the day in the Bible, if a man didn't have a woman, people are like, what? I'm not going to do business with you. I can't trust you. He can't treat his woman right because his woman, literally, like I said, we receive everything from God directly. Like we receive the heavens. We receive the ether through us. So if they can't respect that, how are you respecting God? Now, that's a whole another conversation. A, a like, conversation. look, look, how are you respecting God if you can't respect a woman? Right. Because, look, you came from us. That's my little, <laughs> my little two cents. Like, and it's, it is, but it's so valid, though. And it's just, you know, men are natural predators. <laughs> and they, <laughs> they, they, they hate that. They hate it. But in the wild, what are predators, right? They're the ones, they're the ones who's chasing the prey. Mm -hmm. And I feel like as women, like, we're constantly being preyed upon, you know? And as a woman, the strongest thing that I had to learn during this healing journey is it's okay. Like, it's okay not to, it's okay to say no. It's okay. It's okay to be rude. You don't have to be sugar sweet, plum nice to everyone. Because, you know, women, we're just pressured into being nice, rosy, delicate you know what I'm saying? That's not feminine energy. I mean, it can be if if you do the work to get the honey in the water. <laughs> but our energy should not have to be of yielding to things that aren't serving us. Right. And, you know, it can even come from, like, I think something that to be taught, you know, like we're taught, like, oh, be nice. Give them a chance. Like, no, if you know right away, like, um. Prior to like when I had my daughter, I would tell people I'm not dating. Like, I think that's a huge season for women to go through. That I tell my little sister this. I was like, I waited till I was 26 to not date for a whole year. Right. And like, that was so important and it needed to happen. I'm out of the situationship I was in prior. And you know what? I'm going back to being single because you know right. what? Because I'm working on my womb space. I'm working on pulling my energy back to me and grounding me and providing myself all my needs. Because if I can provide all my needs, now I'm I'm safe, you know, like I don't have to go outside to get it. And I'm in my feminine energy because my needs are met. I'm safe. My needs are I'm, I'm by safe myself. by myself. And so 
And you know, like, like, I'm not saying that, like, oh, no, we shouldn't have to depend on, like, but if you can meet your needs and you're not, like, so dependent upon, like, oh, this person to protect you, like, but we're naturally need protectors, yes. Like, we are the divine feminine for that. But, you know, there's women who ran this. Like, there's there's king, the woman king. Think about it. Oh, I love that on Netflix. <laughs> so, y'all you know. Y'all watch it. Y'all need to watch women. <laughs> so, you know, like, we have that energy, too, you know, like, if we have to do what we have to do, we bear children. Like, if we weren't meant to bear children and raise them, we wouldn't be having that. I mean, like, going through that experience itself means we can do anything. And so I think just even, like, knowing that, tapping into that, being like, no, this is me. And getting to know yourself, taking time for you and yourself. Because even as nurturers, and I, I struggled in this, and I realized this in my last situationship. And that's why I'm like, you know what? That's probably why it didn't work out. Because I started over-nurturing there and not for me enough. Over-nurturing. Like, being like, oh, I want to nurture you. I'm over nurturing you because I'm not, and I'm not nurturing myself anymore. And I think by like realizing like we're natural nurturers, yes, but the balance of nurturing and nurturing ourselves, like we need nurtured, you know, like, like we need nurtured and, and by, by nurturing ourselves, that helps us nurture that feminine energy to ourselves in that creative being feminine, create creation. That's what that sacral chakra is. So being creative, like your podcast, you're a business woman, (laughs) but you're out here and you're creative. You're a businesswoman, but you have books. You're a businesswoman, but you, you know what I mean? Like that, that's you tapping into your feminine. And I love seeing that. And like just th- that example you lead, like, you know, like you balance that so well. You, you're masculine, you're in law, into law, you're into the justice system, but you also have your creation like here and you have the healing out. And I think that's so important for, it's awesome to know you and uh, to see your reflection of that and, and your balance of the masculine and the feminine. And I would not be able to like properly tap into my creativity because I found that my feminine energy was actually being blocked by overgiving, mm. over nurturing. Like mm. you were saying, like I'm in a season of intentional singleness right now. Amen. <laughs> intentional, and not and and not in a, and not in a lonely sense. Like right. intentional is in like I don't gotta answer anybody, and not <laughs> just to not just to like go on dates with multiple men like that's not the purpose of intentional singleness Mm -hmm. it's literally just to tap into my own creativity and I was over nurturing Mm -hmm. I was over nurturing the person I was with I was so concerned about our needs because as a feminine woman it feels great to nurture someone else it feels so great to make people feel safe it makes so it just it's it's just a different energy making you know, a house into a home. Right. And, but during that process, I'm not nurturing my own feminine energy. I'm thrown off. Um, <laughs> energetically, I'm thrown right. off trying to balance my energy while being affected by your energy. I didn't, you know, my creativity was, I was frozen. Mm-hmm. Like I was frozen. And so as, as soon as I literally removed myself and started focusing on healing my feminine energy, mm-hmm. that's whenever the creativity came. That's whenever the podcast idea came. That's whenever I started putting things into fruition. Mm. Because it's like, I have to look out for me. Right. Because my relationships have shown me and just um, relations with even family members. Like, even like my, you know, like my own dad. (laughs) Like, it showed me that nobody's going to take care of me like me. Right. Nobody's going to know my needs and wants better than me. So why would I, with a half empty cup, Mm -hmm. take the last 
<laughs> then right. water and pour it into your cup to make right. you full and leave empty handed. Right. And piggybacking off of like you were saying that like like when you know your needs and like you can meet your own needs, now you can say, okay, I can meet my own needs. Now, if you're going to come in my life because divine partnership is is that, you can say, okay, this is my needs. I know my needs now because I'm not ignoring them for a partnership I'm in. And I feel like that's oftentimes what happens because we're nurturers. We like love nurturing and we love loving so much because we're divine love in physical form. Right. Of course, we love to give that out because that's what love wants. But, you know, like giving it to yourself first so you can even teach your partner how to love you so y'all can move on that path. So if they start stop loving you, that you know that it's no love lost, that you're like, okay, cool, well, this is my love journey. Either you go go ride it with me or you can you can watch me, right. you know, and – and I think that's so important, too, because even think about how we're taught. And, and the one thing I like about, like, an African spirituality, the, the goddesses or rishas, if you weren't right, they would move around. Like, you know, like, it's not this concept <laughs> of, like, okay, well, I'm tied here. No, because the alignment isn't there. Yeah. You know, that love alignment isn't there. Now, do I believe in that there can be alignments that go forever in a time and eternity? Yes. But, again, we have to nurture that feminine energy, that love energy, that, okay, I love me. So I can love you because at the end of the day and all things, we can only love from how much we love ourselves. And so regardless of no matter how much love we're pouring out, we will never feel fulfilled enough. And we might even seek that in our partners, seek that in our family, seek right. that in our, our career, seek that in anything. We will never feel fulfilled enough until we sit down and be like, no, I am a goddess. I have creation. Right. I'm the vessel. Like source moves through me. Once we sit there, once we know that, once we're like, no, this is me. This is who I am. This is my purpose on this world. No, how, no matter how big or small, no matter if you have a million people listening to your podcast or if you have 500 people or you have one person, you know, like you're changing the world because you put the energy out there and now it's in the ether and the whole world shifted. So I think like understanding that and tapping into our creativity is like actually like the biggest part. Like loving and creativity is the biggest part of the divine feminine. <laughs> a word. <laughs> that was just so insightful. I feel like this is such a powerful conversation. And again, like I just want to thank you so much for like just coming and speaking to us because I just I just know that you hold so much spiritual knowledge. And I'm like, no, I need to, I need to get this girl on this show because she needs to get it out. <laughs> well, thank you. You pushed me. Thank you. Like yeah. you inspire me so much. <laughs> I, I like. I want you to know, and you're so inspiring to so many other women. But like I said, by seeing you do everything, I'm like, okay, she can do it. And she's younger than me. I'm like, hey, what are you doing? So thank you. And thank you for giving me this opportunity because you helped me tap back into my creativity to be like, wait, hold on. Let me. uh, Yes. And I feel like that's what what it's all about, like being around other divine feminines Mm -hmm. and, you know, just bouncing that power, bouncing that energy off of each other, like bouncing those ideas and just coming together to build like a safe community Mm -hmm. to where we're thriving, we're providing, you know, we're healing. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And so, but yes, like, again, just thank you so much. And it's been such a divine talk with you, Miss Faith. Uh, and then if you want to let the audience know where they can find you, if you have any upcoming um, business ventures or anything else, like, girl, like, just promote yourself real quick. Plug it in. Well, thank you again. <laughs> like I said, like, I'm so grateful to be here in this opportunity. This is, like, the best. It's so divine. Um, but my IG is 
Faith, F-A-I-T-H, Oshun, O-S-C-H-U-M. That's where you can find me. Find me popping. Um, you can see when I'm going to release my book of poems and all that. So it talks about actually the wrong feminine in it. Um, so yeah, so you all can see that when that's popping off. And again, thank you for this opportunity. I love, I'm so excited. like, I'm so proud of you. So <laughs> thank, thank you so you. much. Well, thank you, Faith. And thank you all for listening to another episode of The Healing Hour. And thank you. Let's not forget to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs>